Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in. 51 degrees in the capital city at 609 on this September 7th, 2023. Glad to have you with us on the Thursday morning. Uh, and uh, being a Thursday, it does mean that we have tickets to give away for you today at 710. We will do just that. And we have got a hot ticket, hot pair of tickets, that is, to Nebraska Volleyball. If you heard, as you may have heard, a lot of people like to go th- to their games, whether outdoor, indoor, anywhere. Uh, but you could be one of those people who get to go to their games when they play ranked Long Beach State coming up. Uh, when is that game? Well, Kayla? Long Beach State isn't ranked. Uh, okay, I thought I read today that they were. My bad. No. Thanks for the fact check, as always. But they've beaten Texas. Okay. All right. But they have That's beaten the Texas. All right. Yeah. Anyway, when's the game? Sat- Whatever. Saturday Ranked or night. not, when's the game? Saturday night. <laughs> okay. The game is Saturday night, so we can uh, go ahead and get you out to that. We're going to play a little bit of our uh, generation collaboration. So hopefully you'll maybe do well in that. Get yourself there, and uh, we'll have a fun time with that at 710. Coming up a little bit later in the show today, during the 8 o'clock hour, the Grow Lincoln team is going to join us. And at 835, Greg Sharp joins us on the show to talk a little Nebraska football. So that's what we got on the docket today for you. Now, uh, let's see, a couple of things that I do want to get to as we start the show out this morning. Mark had this in news this morning. Uh, Police have confirmed that the victim of an assault in downtown Lincoln uh, would have been late August, week, week and a half ago or so. August 27th, thank you. Uh, So that was a little over a week ago. Right now, that would have been on Sunday night um, or early Sunday morning, I suppose, uh, has passed away. And uh, this, uh, without going into too much details, um, I have the, and and I think some of us have some connection to the family um, of the person who's deceased in this case. And so, uh, this has been one that's been I've been following fairly closely, and um, just uh, terrible to hear that this is the case. The 55-year-old man who was out, uh, assaulted outside the Rococo Theater about one in the morning on that Sunday morning, so Saturday night into Sunday, did pass away on September 5th, so two days ago. Now at this point, uh, it's an it mark. It's it's an odd story. Um, in that it still feels like there's something doesn't quite add up with with the whole thing because essentially outside the Rococo Theater about one in the morning um, a a car pulls up with three people in it including the person who is the suspect in this case who punches this man uh, who is the victim uh, who falls back hits his head and at and then has some serious injuries somebody comes upon him seeing that he's bleeding from the head having difficulty breathing calls calls 911 and gets care at that point the police also there was also a someone who saw it got a picture of the car and police eventually made contact with that car pulled it over and arrested the male who is the suspect a 22 year old in that car about an hour less than an hour after the assault 
Uh, he's booked into Lancaster County Jail on first-degree assault charges. At that point, actually has been rele- was released from jail on August 30th, and so is no longer there. And as you mentioned, now the Lancaster County Attorney's Office is going to decide, now that the facts of the situation have changed a bit, uh, what exactly... What exactly are they going to do in terms of a prosecutorial decision going forward? My, I would guess that they will upgrade this to um, to a manslaughter charge at this point. Something like you know, like a manslaughter situation where um, a a death becomes a, a death as a result of committing an unlawful act uh, or something like that, which. Uh, so would be a felony, but we'll see what they do. That's me speculating a little bit on the on the legal end of the whole thing. There was an autopsy uh, done yesterday, so I would imagine they'll take into consideration yeah. any findings there, right, or confirmation. That's a good point. That's a that's a good point because that'll figure out, into the evidence. Yeah, that, unless some, some other, other yeah. some other situation as to why it happened. The only thing I saw on on and it may there may not have been a, a you know reason. Obviously, it was senseless, but. Um, one of the reports I saw indicated that there was a thought that, uh, the, the victim in this case had been talking to the, the, the other two people in the car were females that, that the victim was talking to them at some point and that had uh, upset the suspect in this case perhaps, but that's, I mean, that's all that we've got and it still doesn't really give it a whole lot of sense. And it's just, it, it's, uh, man, it, it, it feels it feels random. It feels like one of those pretty scary situations. And and uh, look, I I whatever the intent was when when uh, this confrontation happened, it resulted in the death of of someone here at this point. And that's going to have really serious repercussions, I would guess, for this 22 year old um, who was arrested and now is going to potentially await further charges on this whole thing, but just an altogether terrible situation. And my thoughts go out to the victim's family um, right now dealing with this and kind of waiting to see and trying to keep some hope that maybe there was going to be uh, a miracle in this situation. Uh, and he passed a couple of days ago. So a really, really difficult situation for the family there. And now they'll be talking to prosecutors and trying to figure out what to do next in, in this situation. So, uh, Mark, anything else I, nope, I I need to add on that whole that's, thing? That's uh, the extent of what uh, we're aware of. Yeah, I did want to I did want to mention that though. Um, on a on a very different subject, uh, boy, Mark, the you uh, you've talked about this quite a decent amount too. But this air quality situation here is really it's having some impacts on on at least events like we haven't really seen with all the air quality projects. Uh, uh, issues that we've gotten familiar with over the last couple of years uh lps yesterday wiping out outdoor activities basically including for recess. students including recess which i think they had done that before but uh this is the uh, somebody could correct me but this is the first i remember where they just basically said not only that but we got any games that were scheduled softball games that were scheduled we're not going to play those if you're a team uh, or another activity that is going to be outdoors. You can't be outdoors. You're going to have to come indoors. That's what the level of the air quality was yesterday to the point that they went that far. Caleb, I don't know. I know I, 
I guess I should check for sure. Um, I thought maybe there was an LPS football game tonight, but I'm going to double check that. There are actually two tonight. There are two tonight? Okay, uh, you, thank you. Uh, Northeast and Southeast both in action at UBT and Seacrest. Okay, so both scheduled home games, and so I would assume at this point there's at least some question that those won't be played, mm-hmm. depending on what that air quality situation is right now, uh, because it was bad enough yesterday that they basically got to the level where they said, "Hey, we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta do this at this point." Lincoln's number yesterday was at. Uh, let's see, I've got the. The uh, number, at, I don't know what the high was yesterday, uh, but it was into the 160s yesterday. It's still at 158. At 158. Hour. So the range, if you're seeing the numbers today, thank you, Mark. Um, the, if you're looking at the range, the the meaning of the ranges is if it's 101 to 150, they consider that unhealthy for some people probably with asthma and other issues that, that they've got. Uh, where that complicates things, and then the list, the consideration for 151 to 200, which is the number that it was in yesterday, and you're saying that it's in now, is considered unhealthy. You get up higher than that, 201 to 300, that's considered what they call very unhealthy, and then if it's 301 to 500, it's considered hazardous, and hopefully we're not talking about that type of a situation, but that's that's kind of where we are right now, so... And Mark, I mean, you can smell it out there this morning. Yeah, you, we could smell it yesterday a little bit, but the winds were a little stronger. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Well, it kind of diluted it a little bit um, as far as my ability to smell it. Yeah. But this morning, um, the winds have died down. The winds are, are shifting a little. Um, it's in the cool process, out there today. They're, they're in the process of shifting. They're going to switch to the south-southeast as we go through the day, but uh, basically calm right now. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of sitting in here, not getting mixed up or anything. Yeah, that must and, be what it is. And if you're looking for that uh, air quality index, it's a, a very simple web address, airnow.gov. Okay. Airnow. And you, you can put in the zip code or the location, I'm gonna look at that. and it shows it every hour. Okay. It updates every hour. Okay. So, so yeah, 158 is uh, what it says right now. And... Um, We'll see. We'll see where it goes from there at that point. And and if you look at the map, Mark, I don't know if you looked at that map, but Lincoln is kind of on the on the east edge of that worst region right now. It goes through um, into kind of central Nebraska, right through the middle of the state, cuts it in half, and then uh, a big chunk of northern Kansas. I mean, a big chunk of Kansas. Period. Yeah. Where they've got the the same thing there, and then even going down into into Kansas City as well. I was. I was talking to my wife last night as we were getting ready for bed, and as is often the case, and maybe you all have this in your house too, but for some, well, I know why, but the the upstairs in the house is about seven degrees warmer yeah. <laughs> than the main floor of the house, which is really, you ever you ever do that when you're going uh, either upstairs to, to go to your bedroom, if you have a bedroom upstairs, or downstairs from it, and like every three steps on the <laughs> stairs, you can feel, you can physically feel a degree change. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what we had last night. I, I said to her, I was like, this is ridiculous. It's nice outside, and it's still hot up here, and it's driving me insane, and it's incredibly nice on our first floor at this point. And I was like, well, why don't we just open the windows? No. And I did not, yes, I did not think through that and she was like uh no thank you not tonight so yeah we've we've got 
uh, main floor and then a finished basement. So uh, I have one of these continuous run furnace fans. Okay. And that helps to level out. I need I need your advice and, on and, that. And, and, yeah. then, and then I also had installed the uh, highest efficiency, biggest, biggest whatever air filter. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe which, that would help. Which helps uh, clean the air. And then maybe I need to do that. I don't know. I'll go through and I'll close all the vents on the main floor. I don't know if that helps or not. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Does it? I close all. I'll go through and I'll, and, and I'll come through and I'll be so mad because one of them is open. And I was like, we need to save. We need to save that cool air to get all the way upstairs. We can't waste any of it anywhere else. We need it right directly in my bedroom when I'm sleeping. Yep. Not any, not especially not in the basement, but we need them closed all over the place. So, anyhow, uh, something to keep in mind for the for the day today. And if you do have plans to be outside today, take that into consideration. And that air quality uh, that. alert is is until noon yesterday. That's a- that's right, yeah. Yesterday they were saying it could extend into Friday, uh, but that is not the indication this morning anyway from the National Weather Service. So not ex- so basically just not extended yet yes. at this point. We'll see if it is. Right. All right, got it. Uh, by the way, Mark, it's also pretty nice out there temperature-wise this morning. Uh, it's sweatshirt Le- weather. Yeah, that's right. You better get, if you, you've been waiting to put that hoodie on, right? You've got sitting that and you've been looking at it and like it's not time yet. If you're me outside this morning, you probably pull that off. I think you're going to want a sweatshirt for the kids if they're walking or yeah. bus stop. So, although we are still going to get up to uh, 84 today, according to the forecast, but uh, three well, you, mo- need, you need the layers. Lay- that's right. If only we had someone to give us a, some kind of a warning about that. Bring the some, layers back. Some sort of layers type profit situation. Layers are pretty <laughs> pretty nice. Uh, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, into the 70s by Sunday. So we've got three more days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, highs in the 80s. Then you get to Sunday, and you've got 79, 73, 74, 76, uh, and low temperatures kind of about where we are right now here with uh, 52 degrees during those nights. So it'll feel like uh, it'll feel a whole lot more. I don't know if like it'll feel like fall proper, but it'll feel a whole lot more like fall once we get through this weekend coming and, up. Uh, the weather service, the uh, 6 o'clock official, has just dropped it to 49. Seriously? Yep. Wow. Here We did it, everyone. We did it. And visibility now with the smoke at four miles. Canada did it, everybody. Canada did it. All right, it's time for the uh, Canadian geese to start flying south and get uh, out of Lincoln. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah, man, I don't know. If, yeah, that's a good point. Um, Caleb, uh, big night for Nebraska volleyball tonight. First of all, somehow they set another attendance record last night. I don't quite know how that happened exactly, but congratulations. Well, part of it is in the off season they expanded a little bit. They they added ah, a few hundred seats in there, and then just hadn't had a match quite get to that level. But ranked oh, Creighton oh, comes in. Yeah, uh, ranked Creighton comes in a, a week after you set the world record for a women's sporting event. Go ahead and just break the Bob Devaney Sports Center volleyball attendance record. On the same night, by the way, just a couple of hours to the west, UNK breaks and retakes over the Division Two regular season attendance record. Really? So they had it and lost it and got it back? Last year, um, Alaska Anchorage took I'll it. Oh, take that, Alaska Anchorage. Yeah. Take that. Really? That's interesting. How That's much cool. did Volleyball Day in Nebraska uh, help? UNK, Wayne State, and all of that. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, it, a big deal. I mean, yeah, all, all sure. the schools got, I believe, $50,000, so that's a 
that's a nice chunk of change to go in. And but for for UNK and Wayne State, it was just an exhibition match. So over the course of like what it does for their season overall, it really doesn't. But for for their programs, they got in front of a a lot yeah, of people. I'm sure. Yeah, just that part of it. The the kind of the exposure and the experience were. Uh, were probably really significant for them, um, and I mean, Nebraska and UNO as well, for yeah. that for that matter. Well, for so, uh, for for UNK in particular, they were able to take the feelings that people had about let's go be part of this yeah. record and fold it a week yeah, later yeah. into well, let's take this back for D two. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right, uh, what what do we do? we need Doan or someone to get the NAIA record or what um, are we doing? I've here? actually I've had to reach out to NIA, NAIA officials because I can't find that record. They probably don't. I don't know if they keep attendance at those games. Here's the thing: D three though, get Wesleyan in Bob Devaney Sports Center. Oh, that'd be, that, destroy honestly, that record! By the that way, that would be kind of a cool thing to grab all of those records. Yes. To grab all of those records, that would be that'd be kind of fun. Anyway, Nebraska wins. A little of a bummer because Creighton was shorthanded. They didn't have Norris Sis, yeah, who's been she, their best player. Out. But Nebraska wins in four sets. They lose their first set of the year. Caleb will have more right after this in sports on KLIN. Getting the whole story. Always accurate coverage. 1,499.3 KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. But first, we got to get you a keyword so that maybe you can win a bunch of pizza and a bunch of gear. By predicting how many points Dion and Colorado score. Well, here's what you do: text in this word to four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred if you want to uh, make it take a shot to play the game. The word today is black, B L A C K, black, one of Colorado's colors, and we will be uh, picking one of you who texts that in to make that pick. Uh, here, Caleb, if you could give our pick so far, so people can. Uh, kind of plan if they win what they want to pick yeah you've got coach a with 17 todd 24 chicken rich 27 shane 35 are we out on the extremes enough on this thing yet i don't think so i I think i would get i think i would get on one i would get on either side of it right now either way either way i I know and i know it sounds ridiculous but i would do it i think on your extremes someone take 10 like, yeah. like on your bottom end and on the on the top end, someone 10, take like or a, at least thirteen, right? Yeah, so someone take like a like a forty eight, a fifty two. Oh god! Like, like I'm saying, hey, if but you're what did they score extremes, last week? Forty five. We have, people haven't even gotten up to that yet. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I need this game to get here. Just for the record, I mean, I can't. This is a great week. Come on. Oh, something to I don't talk know. about every day. I don't know. It is just. It is. Stre- it is stressful. It, it lead up to this game is stressing me out. I'll be glad to get to the 
tailgate show tomorrow, which we will do. Um, have Mike Schaefer, and uh, we're hoping to get Kevin Suits on joining us live from Boulder as part of the show as well tomorrow. Is is it the stress because there's so much that we still don't know? It's That's part of it because we everyone is making conclusory statements about both of these teams, mm-hmm. and I don't believe we know a whole lot through one game. You know some things, but I don't think things change. It's just it's a given in a college football season. Things change about the team and your perception of them after week one. So that's part of it. And I'll be honest, and and I don't know what's going to happen in the game, and I don't think it's a lost cause by any means for Nebraska, but if they don't pull it off on Saturday, I sort of just dread the fallout discussion of that this early in the season. It's just, I, I was looking forward to a a season that was just a little less tenuous in terms of talking about constantly discussing and debating strategic decisions by the program itself. And while I'm not saying that if things don't go well, that anybody is seriously going to be considered, I mean, I don't want to bring it up because it's so ridiculous, making a change. There's going to be a lot of people who are saying Nebraska should not have gone the way that they did when they, they made the hire. And it's, it's stupid. I think it's stupid. Uh-huh. It shouldn't, it shouldn't happen. I wish it wouldn't happen, but I think it will happen if, uh, if that happens. So, and I would like to just be really like, and then the, I guess the positive thing about it is, Caleb, though, if they win, there's the the opportunity and the consequences that go along with a win are almost as good as that is right. bad. Um, in that you you do it on a national stage, you have just sort of the the vindication of shutting down the Dion in Colorado <laughs> hype train, which is off the tracks yes. and out of control in America right now you've got that it's colorado and you've you've basically what i've what i've said a few times this week is you win that game and you don't delete it in the record but you delete almost all of the impact of that gut-wrenching minnesota loss out of the program out of the fan base Uh out of our minds yeah you rectify a lot of feelings there that's going to feel like i mean a distant memory on Sunday morning if you wake up in Nebraska's beaten Colorado. We, so. we can probably talk about it on the tailgate tomorrow, but I'm really interested in in wondering why we've gone from so much defense during the Scott Frost era, which led back to, well, it took Tom Osborne so many years to beat beat Oklahoma, which, again, was a garbage argument, to you have one game to prove yourself, Matt Rule. Yeah. Well, you you got one game, and that's and, how we will decide whether or not you you were a right. Hire. And I don't know how prolific that opinion is. To be fair it's to the loud, fan though. base, but it 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 may be out there. But anyway, we so I'm just yes, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little excited. I'm a little curious, and it's sort of like I just anxious is probably the right word mm-hmm. for for how I feel about this whole thing. But I do look forward to getting to talk to it specifically tomorrow with a with all of uh, all of the group, the tailgate show, and some uh, good opinions, some good expertise on that as well. So be tuned into us either on the radio or on the Facebook video. Uh, online as well. You can watch us there if you want to do that and see our beautiful faces while the show goes on. All right. With that said, it is time to jump in to our sound off. What are we going to do about politicians, if anything, about politicians who are at 
you know, whether it's just a health issue or an age issue or a combination of the two of them, it's grown to be a bigger and bigger conversation in Washington, D.C. and around the country because of some specific circumstances. Mitch McConnell froze up the last time Senate leaders met the press corps in late July. This is the first chance reporters will get to ask McConnell about his health since then. So far, most GOP senators stand behind McConnell. The attending physician for the Capitol says McConnell is not suffering strokes nor showing signs of Parkinson's disease. McConnell's Kentucky colleague Rand Paul is an ophthalmologist. Paul is skeptical of the explanations and has questions about what is going on. There are whispers in the Capitol and Kentucky about McConnell's long-term viability. There are questions about the health and age of President Biden and Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein of California. I mean, and you know, the other thing about this is it's it's more of a challenge in the Senate than anywhere else because you've got six-year terms as opposed to the House where you've got two-year terms or even the presidency where you've got four-year terms that a decent amount can change on those things over the course of six years. And what, even if there are term limits or there are something like that, there's not necessarily something where voters are going to be able to intervene. But I don't know that I've got the answer on this thing. And and I honestly I do wonder what um people of the demographic that are the same as these politicians what they think about this. Are they you know, to the extent that it's not just a political reaction where they're like, okay, get rid of the people I don't like, keep the people I do like. What is the rea- is it is it offensive? Is it something where you think it's ageist in some ways to even talk about this or is it something that makes sense to people who are in this demographic i'm really curious because i don't know i don't know how probably sometime down the line i'll get the chance hopefully to to know what this feels like this to see this discussion going on around you as well um or there'll be people saying hey look it may not be you know you may have a situation with the people that you mentioned there um, in specific health situations, but that doesn't mean everyone is in that boat, and so you shouldn't prohibit people who aren't in that boat to do this as well. I mean, uh, man, how old is Chuck Grassley now? He's uh, he's older than all of those those people, isn't he? And he's not necessarily being mentioned. Born in 19, 1942. So let's see, compared to like, okay, McConnell was born the same year, nineteen forty two. Huh? I didn't think Mitch. McC- I thought he was. He was older than him. Uh, Joe Biden. I've got Chuck Chuck Grassley. Born nineteen thirty three. Uh, okay, I pulled up. Oh, I pulled up Karen Grassley. <laughs> Whoever that, an American uh, actress known for her role as Caroline Ingalls in Little House on the Prairie. Oh. Hey, I used to watch that show. Ah. <laughs> Uh, sorry, that did not. Loaf. I don't know why that pulled up instead of. Uh, so what? I was okay. That makes more sense. Nineteen thirty-three. Thank you. That makes a lot more sense. Yes. Yeah. Nineteen thirty-three. So that makes him uh, ninety, right? Yeah. Well, he's, he's eighty-nine him, right now. So he turns yeah. ninety this yeah. year, September of actually ten, oh, in, ten in days ten from days. now. Happy birthday! Happy uh, future birthday here, uh, Senator Grassley. So that. It, and you know you don't. Although he does tweet a lot about the History Channel when he's he's on Twitter, but you haven't necessarily had these same moments with him. And so, is it applied the same? It's not a. It's I not a easy. About- it's sort of a tenuous. It's it's a little hard to really talk about in some ways, mm-hmm. right? I think. Um, 
But anyway, yeah. Let's see what year. Okay, so Biden, Biden. Then now I'm just curious of this thing. Biden was born 2000 or also 1942. Same same year as as Mitch McConnell, and Trump is a few years younger than him, right? Um, and then let's see. What how old is what year was what do you think Feinstein when she was born? Uh, let's see. She was born. She was also born in. She was born in 1933. Mm-hmm. She's she's uh oh wow. She's a few months older than Grassley is. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. I, God willing, I get to 90 years old, Caleb. A uh, couple of things. I shouldn't be in the Senate, <laughs> and I'll tell you that at at age whatever I am now, 46. Uh, I would only be halfway done with my life if that were true. Mm-hmm. Just going over halfway done with my life. I think that would be good. And then number two, I I wouldn't want to be in the Senate at that point at age 90. Holy cow. Man, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that schedule and that life at that age. It's just, it's, it's cr- like at some point, is there not a a desire to really just settle down and take it a little bit slow. Right. I can't imagine. Like, I've got that right now. (laughs) Legitimately, can you, or or take your, say for you, like 40 more years, more more of your life than you've already lived, that you've got left. I would have 57 years left to go. Yeah. Which, I'm thinking about it because I'm, trying to think about like where retirement age and stuff is right my dad turns 58 in a couple months yeah he's retired are you saying that dang 32 more years yeah that'd be all right 12 12 12 more years that'd be all right (laughs) gonna gonna live on the uh the caleb's dad plan here if i can make it work that's the one we're working for that would be great all (laughs) right what else do we have going on here this morning oh i want to get this in uh on a totally different note so maybe some of you have used uh your phone to pay with like apple pay or google pay or maybe you've used your watch to pay for things. More of these options are uh, out there. There are getting more readers that can do this. Well, there is a new technology now that is going to make it for some people if they choose to do this. So they won't even have to touch their phone. I See, I've never, have you ever used, first of all, Caleb, do you use uh, the Apple Pay thing ever at all or not? I don't use it. You that. don't? No. Oh, I use it all the time. But I don't think I've ever used it in a drive through I'm not sure. I don't think I remember because I never quite know how it works, how that situation works. Well, now they're going to make it even easier to do that because you're not even going to have to get out your phone when you're in the drive through because your wallet is going to be right there in the dashboard of your car. Mm. Hyundai will start offering a wallet and payment app, not unlike Samsung or Apple Pay in use, but that lives in the dashboard screens of 2024 Hyundai Kona SUVs. They've already partnered with Parkopedia, an app directing drivers to available parking lots and garages. The new Hyundai Pay would allow for drivers to pay for parking from their car's screen. GM once tried an in-car shopping app, hoping drivers would use it to buy gas and snacks, but shuttered it after having problems with third-party software. Evan Brown, Fox News. I will say, I, I, I don't think this might be a good idea. I don't think this is a terrible idea, but 
if you've driven a car that was made in the last 10 years, um, and especially about four to six years ago, and you look at some of the technology that they've tried to work in, the auto industry has been one of the least good judges of what technology <laughs> would be useful in cars. My uh, my wife's car, she drives a, a Nissan Sentra. Uh, it's like a, I don't know, a 2015 or a 2016. I think probably a 2016. It's got some of the dumbest features on its like screen that you can do. Like You can put Facebook or Twitter up on that thing. Why would you... I, I can't think of a scenario you would want to do that ever when a phone exists. I legitimately cannot. And it is so clunky. It is yeah. so incredibly clunky to do it. And there are, there are a handful of features that I can't believe they thought, like they didn't have the foresight to see, you know, nobody's really going to want this yeah. feature in a car. They said just throw features in it. And, and then, yes, all of the things. And then, like... The other thing is being like so reliant on the aux cord for, with phones and not anticipating the way that Bluetooth would be used frequently. There's like, you, you know what I mean? Like the way that we used to always do it is we plugged an iPod or yeah. a phone on the aux cord before Bluetooth was used real widely. And the aux cord is like two front and center on. Our phones don't even have that cord anymore that, they can, that we can do that for the most part. Well, we have... So ours has a, a USB port, so right. I just plug that into the lightning cable. You do, yeah. I, I've done that, but but also most of the time it's Bluetooth connected in there. But that's the other thing you've got you've got Bluetooth connection, and so you don't. Anyway, there's several of of those. Things. Yeah, for whatever reason, if I want to use Maps from my phone, I can't Bluetooth. Right, that's... Connect, connect the map, so I have to plug it in. For to set my phone down so that it actually comes up on the right. screen to do the or if turn you, by turn direction. Or like say if you just want to charge your phone and you put it in one of the USB things, yeah. then it starts, pl- you're like, I'm not doing this to play, I'm doing this just to charge it, okay? <laughs> I don't want you to start, and then it will open, and then it'll just open iTunes, which yes. very few people actually even use at this point. Like the music app on mm-hmm, Apple, mm-hmm. where somebody wants to listen, like if you want to listen to KLIN on the app instead, and it keeps defaulting to the, I don't know. Anyway, that's always a little bit of a, a pet peeve to me. And then there's this about cars, too. We sometimes get worried about things like, I don't know, Caleb, like the camera on our laptop, and we put a little piece of tape over it. Or you'll hear people say, I don't want, to, I don't want one of those smart speakers an Alexa device, because you know what they're doing with that. They're just listening to you all of the time. And we get very, sometimes, we get very cautious around those things. Well, you know what? It turns out, according to consumer investigations, those aren't the things that you need to be the most concerned about, and it's something that maybe you wouldn't expect. Researchers with the nonprofit Mozilla Foundation say their latest study gives carmakers an F for privacy. One of the lead researchers said people have all kinds of sensitive conversations in their cars, and those cars are equipped with microphones and cameras. The digital console and vehicle's real-time transmission of all aspects of the car, including location, to automakers with what is known as telematics, is part of the problem. The notices for 19 automakers say they can sell 
our personal data. Half will share an owner's information with law enforcement in response to a request, no court order required. Vehicles scored worse on the privacy scale than any other product assessed in the study, including smart speakers and fitness trackers. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. So you're freaking out about Alexa, you might want to get rid of your car, too, on the whole thing. Now I have an Alexa in my car, so they really got my info. All right, we'll take a break right now. We're going to check in with Capital Humane Society coming up next. It's 50 degrees in the capital city. You're listening to Lincoln's News and Talk 1499.3-KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. Boy, Nebraska. Pitch yourselves. What a rally. The Huskers poured it on. It's 11-4 in the first. Think 1499.3-KLIN. <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, time to check in with Capital Humane Society. And Nadia joining us today from Matt. Good morning, Nadia. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing this morning? Good. Uh, We're excited to hear about the pets that you've got up for adoption. Let's hear about them. Yes, I have two of my favorite pets. We have Mama Sita, and she's been with us for over 100 days. Mm. She's an almost two-year-old domestic short hair. She's white and gray, a spade female, and just like any cat, she's a little sassy. So she would do <laughs> best in a home on her, you know, by herself where she can be an only child, sure? um, but super sweet otherwise. And then we also have Bella, and Bella's one of our senior dogs. She's an 11-year-old greyhound, spade female, and she's tan and white. Um, due to her age, she does have a little anxiety and you know, we just asked how uh, she meets all children and other dogs, but she is also a sweetheart and needs kind of a forever home, a, a retirement home. Sure, absolutely. What should people know if they're thinking about this, haven't necessarily gone there or or done it? What what types of things should they know about the process? Yeah, so I always just recommend having people come into our South 70s location. And, um, you know, sometimes we have animals on our website. Sometimes they're there just because they get there that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and just walk around and see who we have. We have lots of different breeds of dogs, lots of different cats right now, and critters as well. So guinea pigs and rabbits, um, someone for ever someone for everyone and um, it's always just best to walk around and see who you want to meet and then they'll set you up with an adoption counselor and you can meet that pet and see if they'd be a good fit. Very cool. Well, we encourage people to do that if they're thinking about a pet and get those pets some new homes. Hey, thanks so much, Nadia. Always appreciate appreciate what you guys do and we'll talk to you again soon, all right? Sounds good. Thank you. There you go. It's Nadia from the Capital Humane Society. Well, guys... We got tickets to see Nebraska Volleyball against Long Beach State. The return of Tyler Hildebrand to the Devaney Center. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. They beat Texas earlier this year. If you want those tickets, though, you've got to team up with your generational partner on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. It's generation collaboration and answer some trivia about your generation and represent your generation as well. Listen for that cue to call coming up in 10 minutes. 7 o'clock right now on KLI and Lincoln. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499 3 KLIN. All right, it's 7 Eleven. Welcome back. Time to play Generation Collaboration. You call, you team up with a member of. 
the KLIN LNK today with Jack and Friends crew of your generation, or as close as we can get to your generation if you're a Zer, but they never call. Yeah, I'm calling you out, Gen Z. You're hey, O and O. I have the cards in here in case. in case a Z ever calls. We used to try and hook up my son or Matt McMaster to help out with the Zs, but they never call. Sad. <laughs> uh, right now, you're standings of millennials, and we changed our scoring system so it's based on question now. Everyone's kind of tight right now. It's anybody's game. Millennials are 14 and 0. Gen X is 14 and 1. And the Boomers are 9 and 1 right now. So. Those are your standings. Either of those three generations now have a chance to get themselves in the lead as soon as about 10 minutes from right now. So if you get four in a row and you get the extra point, we're going to give you tickets to that Nebraska-Long Beach State volleyball game. That is Saturday night, hopefully celebrating a Nebraska football victory out at the Devaney Center with a nice match, and that'll be a very fun atmosphere if that is actually the case. All right, so let's get going. Charlie was caller four, and so he gets first shot at this. If you're after Charlie on the lines, hold tight. You might get your shot if Charlie can't do it, but we'll see here. Uh, Good morning, Charlie. How are you doing today? I'm good, Jack. How are you? I'm good. Which generation? Remind me. Boomer. Boomer. All right. You get the wise Mark Vale. As your teammate, and you get, I believe... Did you say wide? W- no, I did not. <laughs> I Mark, wise. I said wise. I'm, I'm just checking. <laughs> now, now on the keyboard, the S and the D are right next That's to each other. That's true, yeah. but I was, I was very wise. <laughs> and uh, I believe Caleb has your questions. I do, and right. here you go. What series follows the lives of brothers Theodore and Wallace? Oh, it's uh, Leave it to Beaver. Right away. Boom. 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 Charlie's here to play. This jazz quartet may be best remembered for the top 40 hit Take Five in their classic Time Out album. Jazz Quartet. God, these are hard. Jazz Quartet. Jazz Quartet, top 40 hit Take Five in classic album Time Out. The only one I can think of is, I'm trying, can't think of his first name, but. Yeah, Brubeck, wasn't it? The jazz. Oh, the Dave, Dave Brubeck. That's the only one I can think of. Got it. Ooh, Dave that, Brubeck. I thought that Cortez. one might be uh, Mark's uh, aisle there. Okay. All right, guys. Wow. What wacky-haired toy trend swept the U.S. market in the early 1960s? Wacky-haired toy. Um, it's the uh, little... Doll with the stupid hair that stands straight up. I can't oh, remember yeah. what it's um, uh, <laughs> Little doll with the stupid hair. I'll, I'll need more than the, the, the doll with the stupid hair. <laughs> well, it's, it's, and, and it's, they're all different colored hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, troll. Troll. Troll, yeah. Troll. That was going on then. That was what happened when I was in school, too. I didn't realize that. And now you get Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake. Now it's a movie. Yeah. What actress became the Princess of Monaco? Oh, my gosh. Oh, um. These questions are hard. Um. Unlike the millennials. Kelly. Kelly uh, Stop it. Kelly. <laughs> what's her last name? Oh, uh, Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Four for four. Wow. Last one here. Before we get to the extra point, this 1969 classic film stars Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper as a pair of bikers who travel through the American South. I know that one. So do I. Easy easy rider. It is easy rider. Okay. 
Now uh, they get to pick. Extra point. Would you, Charlie, would you like a millennial question or a Gen X question? I'll just jump up one generation. To the X. To the X's. Right. Okay, here okay. we go. These are hard. Oh, yeah, right. All right, here you go for wow. your chance wow. to this go to Nebraska huge. volleyball this, this week. Could be huge. I should have looked through these to pick a harder one, but here, here you guys go. Uh, so we, we deserve a break. Nope, here's your gimme. What television host ended his 30-year run on Are the Tonight kidding? Show in 1992? Unreal. I think he's from Norfolk. <laughs> yes, he is, Charlie. And it's not Ed McMahon. Yes. It's Johnny Carson. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I Johnny was like, yeah. I was like, you guys know. Oh, you guys know. Wow. Look at Charlie <laughs> and Mark coming out of the gates. That's seven more points Pulling for the Boomers. Out. Charlie, you got some hard-to-get Nebraska volleyball tickets. Congratulations, man. Well, thank you, Jack. I'm, I feel very grateful. Well, good. You, you deserve it. You earn them. And, uh, and mark your partner as well. Great job, guys. Congratulations, Charlie. Enjoy the game. Caleb's going to get your information to get you those, all right? There you go. Wow. Wow. Grace Kelly, huh? She, uh, I, I, I think I had heard that story, but I didn't know that. Uh, married Prince Rainier the Third of Monaco, in I had to look this up in 1956. Uh, yeah, that and, was big, big news back in the late 50s. Okay, so because um, they, they were kind of comparing that to um, what was it, King Edward, who uh, abdicated and married right. uh, Wallace Simpson. Sure. <laughs> yeah, what, what, whatever you say, man. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, they were comparing, you know, the heads of state. Gotcha. That, yeah, that, I see what you're saying. Married yes. Amer- Americans. Yeah, married. That's right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, now we get to play for pride. There right? you go. So, if if yes, we are we are now playing for pride. Uh, if you if you want to still play, we do not. We only had one pair of volleyball tickets available and so if you still want to play for pride uh, i believe we had andrew on the line if he wants to hang on and play he still can so he's still on the line so i think he might want to do it uh andrew do you want to do you still play for pride are you willing to do that oh this is personal yes yeah okay (laughs) that's what i thought what generation are you playing for today uh, you're gonna hate it, millennials. Oh, what? <laughs> Let's go. You're right, Andrew. I do hate it. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I really liked when I was able to just tell Caleb that he relied on one person to get all his wins. If he gets another one here, this is gonna be really unfortunate. All right, chance to push Gen X to third place. Shh, by the way, can you sh- oh, can, did the Boomers pass me? Yeah, they're the up to sixteen pa- and oh, one. Oh my gosh, this is. T- and then the first question just makes me ill. <laughs> Let's go. Which band was behind 1993's hit Two Princes? Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors, yeah. Who is the co-creator? Oh, my gosh. Who is the co-creator and star of the original British version of The Office? Uh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, wanna... I'll go with it. Okay, fine. In 1990, Caleb's, you know what Caleb's doing? He's just pushing the button before I even say that it's right. <laughs> That's, uh, I don't like that kind of sportsmanship. In 1999, holy cow. I, 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 can, I don't even have to, what hockey great retired in 1999 from the sport with 61 records to his name? Wayne. Gretzky. The yeah, great one. Mark's even telling you the answer. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, Mark, Mark's jumping in. The this Nintendo franchise, which included video games, trading card, good lord, trading cards, and an animated TV show, became a full blown fad by the end of the nineties. 
Andrew's got this one, right? Nintendo game plus trading cards. That's not. Uh, that's not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, 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 no. It no, might no, be. No, 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 no. It very well could you, you be. Got, I'm not saying it's not. I was never a big gamer kid. A- Andrew, you got to catch them all. Oh, was it Pokemon? Was it Nintendo? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the first letter is right. What? Isn't it? What? <laughs> no. Isn't it Pac-Man? Uh, well, hold on. Let's. <laughs> Does Pac-Man have trading cards? Oh, that's right. All right. Will you guys get this it? This is together? hold on. This is the end of the nineties. This is the end. Of, what do you guys want to go with? Andrew, do you want to go with Pokemon? Or what do you want to go with? Question repeated one more time. I'm sorry. (laughs) This Nintendo franchise, which included video games, trading cards, and an animated TV show, became a full blown fad by the end of the 90s. Oh, gosh. Pokemon, Caleb? Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon? Okay. You want to go with that? Yes. Yeah. You almost talked yourself out of it. But yeah, (laughs) you were so close. I was, and then Mark coming in and just throwing Pac-Man in was very helpful. I liked your help on Wayne Gretzky. I appreciated that. (laughs) I just threw it out as an an option. And I appreciated it. This spooky slasher film features a killer who famously asks, what's your favorite scary movie? Slasher film. Ooh. Are you guys too, are you guys too young? This is an X question. Oh. That's not that's not uh, Freddy and Jason, is it? I honestly have no idea on this. This this one's not my wheelhouse. Uh, slasher film. I'll read it again. This spooky slasher film features a killer who famously asks, "What's your favorite scary movie?" I I, I don't Man. know that one. Fred, Freddy Krueger. I'm going to sound so silly with this one. I I don't know. I'm just gonna. Like a Friday the Thirteenth. I have I have no idea, Andrew. Go with whatever you want to go with here. Uh it's wrong. Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Is that Freddy versus Jason? No. It's Scream. Okay. It's Scream. Oh my gosh! This is a wonderful day, Andrew. I am so sorry that you lost our contest. And I know I'm not supposed to have this kind of glee when listeners don't win. Contest, but there was nothing at stake other than pride, including my own pride, anyway. And that is, you know what, you can't spell millennial without three L's. Correct. That's only one. Whatever. <laughs> I was just going to say one, but maybe it's foreshadowing. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, we're done for the segment, right? I we can play one more real quick. I, I don't know that we need to. This was a good moment. No, we we can play one more uh, real quick. You, if do you we want. have to? Yes. Don't we got to get to sports? No, Brett's on the line. Brett, what oh, generation? Man. Hey, Generation X. <laughs> Somehow I'm still going to ruin this thing, Brad. <laughs> this is just feel so you so know. Good. All right, Mark, what are our questions? Jeez. Oh, A popular non alcoholic drink is named after this professional golf legend. Uh, Arnold Palmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Arnold Palmer. Uh, no, no Woman, No Cry is the memoir of what music legend's widow? Uh, that's Bob, Bob, Marley. Bob Marley. Yep. In this 1983 movie, Matthew Broderick's character almost starts a nuclear war. Uh, war games. <laughs> war games. Brett and I both know that one, I guarantee you. Yeah. That is right up our alley. This toy was attached to one's ankle and spun around when one leaped oh. over it and the other foot. What was this called? Was it called a... a Pogo? Skip it? What'd you say that again? Skip it. 
skit. Is that or, what it was called? Hop, or... Hop. Oh my gosh, I remember them, and it had a little counter. My sister had one. It had a little counter on it. Yeah. That it, how many times it went around? But what was that thing Pogo called? Pogo ball was different. Yeah, Pogo you're right. Pogo ball was different. You're right. You're right. Hop it. I'm, I'm, I think it's called skip it. Skip it. All right, we'll go with that. Skip it. Boom. Yes. Which uh, group performed "Video Killed the Radio Star"? Ah, the Buggles. Uh, uh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, Echo and the Bunnymen. The original video that killed the radio star is the Buggles. Your answer? I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's Echo and the Bunnymen. Yeah, you, you. It's your contest. You can overrule yep, me yep. if you want to, but that's, Brett, that's what I want to go with. Echo and the Bunnymen. Echo and the Bunnymen. <laughs> what is it, Mark? Buggles. <laughs> Brett. Brett. Oh, I wanted to shame him for a little bit. The buggles. Come on, that's not. There, there are areas to challenge me. There definitely are. So, what's the score? Life. Uh, In first place, millennials at eighteen and one. Yes. Gen X. Net. Well, we'll have to see where the percentages are. Gen X is up to eighteen and two. Boomers sixteen and one. It's tight, Mark. It's anyone's game, is what that sounds like to me. How the Gen Zs doing? Uh, oh, and oh, again. Haven't woken up yet. <laughs> it's also probably true. <laughs> 724. All right, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, without any further ado, it is time to count them down for your morning drive. What are you going to be talking about today? Let's find out. Number five. Denver Post writer Sean Keeler declaring victory, uh, the Buffs against Nebraska. Not because they're going to win on the field, but they'll likely have more fans at the game. Caleb, uh, <laughs> you've had a chance to check out this piece a little bit, so what's the deal? Well... This part is funny because you're trying to figure out how many Nebraska fans are going to be in the stadium, and you saw a majority of it being Nebraska last time the Huskers went there. Well, this piece says they are projecting that there will be 60% of the crowd in favor of Colorado. Oh, man, what an advantage. Oh, Six. that place is going to be crazy with the Six. fans. 60%. Because they, they are... Right now in Colorado, celebrating that they will simply have a majority of fans. <laughs> not the fact that nearly half the crowd will be wearing red. On a pro- <laughs> this is a projection, by the way. Yeah, right. It's not even that it's happened. It's that he used some like vivid seats algorithm. Yes. Based on who's buying the tickets, so it's not even that he's celebrating that the sixty percent happened. It's that it looks like it's going. Hey guys, great news. It looks like we've got a little over half of the tickets sold to our home team fans. If that's support, we we really got the red out, guys, didn't we? We got we got 
we got 60%-ish. Now, now last time, yeah. it was about a 60-40 split in favor of Nebraska. But you know what? I will take 40% uh, of that place looking red. This is the greatest story in sports history. You can forget everything else in sports history. This is it in Boulder, Colorado. So I would hope that to witness sports history of all time <laughs> and maybe the greatest college football team that's ever been assembled. And I'm sorry, 1995 Nebraska, but this Colorado team is so replete with talent that I I can't imagine you wouldn't want more than 60% or be able to get more than 60% of fans wanting to see this incredible, dramatic, religious-like experience on the field <laughs> in Boulder. This, How are they celebrating? By the way, the title on this is insane. Coach Prime 1, Nebraska 0. CU fans will outnumber Big Red Faithful at Buff Huskers ticket site predicts. I don't think I don't think that's the victory you were hoping really it was, ta- Denver you Post. You really taught Nebraska fans a lesson. What's that? What's that stadium hold? Fifty-three thousand. Fifty-three thousand. What's forty percent of fifty-three thousand? About thirty thousand, somewhere in there. Thirty, a little over, little over thirty. Twenty-one thousand. Uh oh, forty per yeah, forty percent. Twenty-one. Twenty-one thousand. Twenty-one thousand people in red. Problem according to the vivid the seats algorithms. Yeah. Twenty-one thousand hey. fans. To your 34,000 fans. You, you put 21,000 Husker fans in there, that's a win from the fan part of going into the game. Are you kidding me? That, that That's being celebrated? Hold on. Is a- there any other stadium of two Power 5 teams matching up anywhere where you're getting the road team getting 40% of the fan base in there? No. Can you think of... Maybe maybe there's a, I bet maybe there's a Vanderbilt game that where an SEC team is doing that maybe. Um, I think there's a Vegas line on this. This is hilarious. The, uh, uh, wow, they're really listen. You apparently have a great football team now. You don't have to claim embarrassing wins because you're supposed to get actual wins now at this do, point. Do you maybe what will because NC State is hosting Notre Dame on Saturday? Well. Will you get 40% Notre Dame in Raleigh? I don't know. But if they do, huge win for the Wolfpack. Yeah, Wolf, huge Wolfpack, win for you, the Wolfpack. You secured 60%. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the worst. It's the every, and every, this has happened for years. It used to be Woody Page, and it was just taking some ridiculous. Sw- and, and Nebraska doesn't ever have columnists that are really going to do this because they're a little bit more, I don't know. You know, the, the swipes that Woody Page used to take at Nebraska before he became a full-time ESPN talking head for 30 years on the same show, uh, they were always a little bit more personal than this one was. But I'll tell you what, Colorado, big accomplishment, 60%. You don't see that very often. 60% of the field filled with home fans. Congrats, you've arrived. <laughs> Number four. Our air quality alert continues until noon, expecting uh, smoky conditions to improve this afternoon. But as of right now, we're still in the unhealthy category. Right now, I just refreshed it, Mark. We are at 158. The unhealthy is considered anything above 151 at this point. 
Uh, there were activities, outdoor activities for schools that were, whether it be practices or games or other outdoor activities, LPS went according to their protocols. They canceled them. Uh, as Caleb reported, we're supposed to have a couple high school football games tonight played in the city. Uh, I'm sure there, there may be softball games that are scheduled as well tonight, mm-hmm. That uh, and maybe golf meets as well right. that are probably on the line of happening right now because Because well. L- LPS moved all the games off of yesterday. Yes. Yeah. And so they may have to. So they, they, they may, may have hit that to number today. again today. Mark, I, I know you reported initially that the expectation initially was that this was supposed to be done by midday today. Do we have any update if it's going to no, continue later than that or anything like that? We don't. Like the the uh, Air Quality Index folks, the Department of Health and Human Services, and that group that, that does the air quality still has it expiring at noon today. Yesterday, the National Weather Service was saying it could continue into Friday. And the latest weather service this morning said it's expected to uh, improve during the afternoon. So yeah. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if we don't see some southerly winds pick up this morning. It could get extended through the rest of the day. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that we were talking about this at the outset of the show. You could smell it more this morning. And I uh, think that's because the winds were lower yeah, this morning. The, the winds have been basically calm all morning. And the shame about, well, there's lots of shames about it all. One of the shames about it all is, you know what we just entered, guys, here in Lincoln, Nebraska? Prime window opening season and window opening weather. I wanted to do that up in my bedroom last night. Couldn't even do it. So hopefully we get a chance to do that It looks like in the last hour, though, the winds have switched to the southwest, which should start. They're very light. But switching to the south southwest should improve this. Yeah, that's good, right? Okay. Good. Look at you being just another stooge in the media for Colorado propaganda, calling it prime window opening season. (laughs) Look at you. I can Uh, see it. Your heart is golden black. Coach Sanders window (laughs) opening season. Number three. Well, the governor and uh, several uh, agribusiness uh, organization leaders and some other business leaders and uh, director of agriculture, Sherry Vinton, are in um, Japan, and I believe they're in South Korea today. And as okay. a matter of fact, as we speak right now, they're holding a video news conference with reporters, I believe, oh. from uh, South Korea Okay, about the, this trade mission. They're uh, you know, pretty aggressive. They were in Vietnam a couple of months ago, uh, now in uh and they, they were quoted earlier. I just caught a bit of it. Uh, Mark McCarg with the Nebraska Farm Bureau was talking about talking to somebody, and they were just extolling how good Nebraska beef is. He hey, beef good. So we're, we're getting the latest. The news department will be uh, working this up uh, today to see what how the things have been going. Mark, um, and I know you know, a, you know a good amount about these trade missions uh, with your background and, and history with them, too. Uh, taking two of them this close together into you know different parts of asia um what what's the significant you know they're making this they're making this obviously a pretty big priority in this administration right now well yeah i mean exports account for a huge amount of in- income for nebraska not just farmers but uh, processing all of that that goes on i mean it's uh, it's in the uh, double digit billions i'm thinking it was 11 to 15 billion dollars worth of exports out of nebraska each year and so it's it's a big deal yeah uh, especially the processed products so um, you know maintaining these relationships every time you've got a change in uh, administrations they start to reestablish these uh, relationships make sure they're 
they're strong and and uh, continue, and it looks like they've had some success. Do you think they bring? I assume this. I assume you have to do this if you're you know trying to sell. Like you bring product with you and you cook them up a meal with it while you're there. Oh, you think, you, you does that do, happen? Sure, you can do those types of things. Um, it, it just depends on on who all is on the, the mission and and what the. I'm bringing uh, a chef with me when I'm going you, on usually, my uh, mission. Usually these are coordinated with the ag attaché or the uh, uh, commerce attaché of the uh, U.S. embassies in these countries. But there's also companies that have uh, foreign-owned companies here in Nebraska that they're able to reestablish gotcha. and, and to strengthen relationships with other companies that are already in Nebraska, at least ownership-wise, and to make new relationships right. in, in other areas. It is an interesting question, though. If you've got one meal to sell Nebraska beef, what are you presenting to our international neighbors? What exactly are you serving well, to that, them? That depends are you... a little bit on the culinary expectations of ah, that country. That's a good point. It probably depends on where you are, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was on that's a, a trade point. mission with the state of Kansas. Uh, this was in the... Uh, mid-80s, and then with the U.S. Feed Grains Council in Southeast Asia in the late 80s, and each country, you, you set it up a little differently depending on the prime products and, and what they're looking for. Market to your audience. Absolutely. Yeah. When are we going to put some strip steak Still. in a runza and introduce them to what Nebraska really <laughs> is, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious, though. What are you, If you were showing the best of the... I'd be curious what people think. That'd be a good trivia question. Or not a trivia question, but... Uh, uh, kind of discussion question. What, what If you're selling Nebraska food the best you can, what does your plate look like? That'd be interesting. All right, we got to move on, though. Number two. The, the governor, when he gets back, is going to have to pick the replacement for State Treasurer John Morante, the state's banker. Uh, they are now taking applications and a few names have surfaced. Yeah, so we know who's in. Uh, there's a Nebraska Examiner article about this this morning. So in... Trying to get this spot, uh, State Senator Julie Slama, Fremont Mayor Joey Spellerberg, uh, and Taylor Royal, who ran for treasurer uh, earlier on this and um, for 2018, also ran for Omaha Mayor. I remember him from that as well. Not applying, who sounded like they may be interested, uh, State Senator Ben Hansen of Blair and former State Senator uh, Teresa Thibodeau. They are not going to do that. Uh, there's probably a whole bunch of other people who apply too that we don't we don't necessarily know, but we know those. Why you may ask? Why do so many people who are already holding office, uh, like a mayor or state senator, want to do this? Well, I think there are probably various reasons. Salary might have something to do with it, but also the Nebraska State Treasurer's Office guys has had a kind of interesting history of placing people in higher office or at least in a position to run for higher office. Going back to K.O.R. in 1981 to 1987, Dave Heineman was a state treasurer. Uh, Don Stenberg, he was a state treasurer after he ran for a lot of higher office as well. You can go back, remember Shane Osborne. Shane Osborne was a state senator, and uh, he also uh, had put that into, turned that into a more significant run for higher office. So maybe that's in their minds with this whole thing. Or they just love returning unclaimed property, which w- which would be a good reason too. Yeah, that That's was... the best feeling in the world when you search your name on that site and it comes up. <laughs> Happened to me a couple of years ago. But then sometimes it's not worth it. I found my name <laughs> down in Missouri for, yeah. for 57 cents. Did they send you a check? No. I didn't even fly out. You didn't even? Oh, that's sad. I wanted still, it pennies. Still hanging out there. 
Hey, uh, I had a big one. I had a big one, like to the point where you have to send them your ID and stuff to get it. Mm. Like if it's above a certain amount, usually five hundred. Yeah, five hundred. It was just above five hundred. I still have no idea where it came from or why I got it, but, but I it did. Was there. But I did. Yep. What, what What do you do when you get a relative who is a little suspicious of this stuff? I went on and checked. This relative has. 12 different accounts that his now deceased father had in Michigan, and he's scared to go get them. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? If I knew that answer. Interesting. I, you know? Yeah. So. By the way, you know you can't claim stuff that's actually under the name Jack Mitchell, right? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Don't tell the state that. <laughs> New treasurer, you didn't hear that. <laughs> Number one. Well, just a week after setting the world attendance record for a women's sporting event, Nebraska Volleyball actually broke the Devaney Center record last night, and they beat Creighton four sets just to top it off. You all. get a record. You get a record. You get a record. Yeah. And UNK sets a record last night, too. 4,003 in attendance out there at their health and sports center. All right. What volleyball attendance records are left? Let's uh, just get them all. Division three and NAIA. Okay. We need them. So Nebraska Wesleyan? Put Nebraska Wesleyan and Devaney. Is that enough to break it? Absolutely. Do we know what that record is? Can, can we, we break we, that? Uh, the Division Three, it's like 35 or 36. Uh, Devaney should do that. Shatter Devaney it. Double fine. it up. All right. D- Wesleyan and Devaney. And then uh, make it a doubleheader with an NII. Get uh, D- Doan get, or like, Midland Doan, or Concordia. Concordia. Any of those. Uh, add that one Gra- in there. Grab Hastings to get some Central Nebraska love. That's fine. Heck, get a, get, get a couple of high schools in there to play a game. Make it a triple header. Let's break the high school record, too. So every volleyball record of all time. Hey, my daughter's got a middle school game coming up on Saturday. Uh, I think over at Scott Middle School. If we could get about 10,000 people there, it'd be a nice touch, I think. Let's go. Set the record, Scott. (laughs) Couldn't you get a Doan Concordia for the first match on a Saturday, uh, probably 3 o'clock, and then a 6 o'clock with uh, Wesleyan Wesleyan and And someone else? And somebody else? Yeah. (laughs) Let's just get them all. Collect them all, as they said. Yeah, hey, bring, if, bring yeah in. If, if you like Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, that is it for the morning drive. It's brought to you by presented. It's brought to you by presented. It's presented to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on Lincoln's News and Talk fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. If you come across anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline four zero two four seven nine fourteen fourteen. Keeping you moving with time saver traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, if you text in the word, you'll be entered into a random selection to get the pick and uh, make a pick about how many points Colorado's going to score against Nebraska this week. But to do it, you got to text in the word with the word, which is gold. G-O-L-D, gold. Text it in now to 402-479-1400 if you want to be in the running to get a fantasy Husker pick and maybe pick up that big prize package from Alumni Hall and Valentino's. And with that, we welcome in Robin Eshleman, Eshleman Commercial Real Estate, Dave Albers of Albersco, and the Grow Lincoln team. Good morning, Robin and Dave. How are you doing today? 
Good morning. Good. How are you? Good. Uh, glad you made it through the smoke and were able to at least yes. see far enough outside Good your car to drive grief. safely oh. here today. Um, but yeah, I can just looking outside. I see it's significant. I could smell it this morning even Ugh. more than I had been able to. So regardless of that, we've got a lot to talk about in terms of business news, openings, closings, movings, and those sorts of things. So let's jump into it. And Dave, we are going to start with you uh, here Almost in the line of vision for I'm, from where I'm at right now. Yes, northeast corner of 48th and O. We have some uh, we have some additions going on there. What can you tell us? Well, this is the former CVS uh, site uh, at 48th and O. Oh, that's right, because they closed, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. And so there is a building permit that came out, and it didn't specifically say that uh, it was going to be Dollar Tree going in, but the applicant was Dollar Tree, so one would assume that. It'd be so, weird if they were if, applying on behalf of Burger King or something. That's exactly my point. Five below. So, <laughs> yeah, five below. There you go. Uh, the tenant improvements the, would be consistent with Dollar Tree, you know, adding checkouts, sales fixtures, along with a bunch of other improvements. $398,430. Darn. And that's okay. just for the checkouts and sales fixtures? Well, it, it, it's like, a whole... It's like, a, does it include bathrooms or walls or... It, it was a long a long list, but you know what? I don't know that I saw bathrooms on their list. Hmm. Uh I, I didn't well, want to, I didn't I didn't want to bore everybody. CVS bathrooms would uh, Everybody's be wondering, decent. listen, I get questions about what the bathrooms in the new Dollar Tree are going to be like all the time. <laughs> all the time. Are they nice or not nice? I bet they're wonderful. Um <laughs> normally, I don't know, I guess I typically think of like Dollar Tree and maybe this is completely wrong, but is in more of like a strip mall setting instead right. of a freestanding building, a larger building like that uh it, like that I don't know if larger is the word, but a CVS size building I think they're yeah. taking half of it did we, yes they're not did taking we hear that oh. we, we've heard that they're not taking the entire facility we're gonna divide that thing yeah well that's a pretty good size store uh so i could see why they're doing that okay i mean that that makes sense but that's the rumor that we hear but we don't you know that if we're not positive if you really want to go back in time and i can't remember if this happened while you guys were in the early days of your shows or not but do you remember when the rumors started that that was going to be the first starbucks in lincoln yes on that corner I and do. what a big deal that was and everybody was worried about the traffic yeah you well you still it's still hard to get to if you're going certain directions right um on 48th or O. but yes that was i remember the the rumors, there hadn't been a Starbucks yet in Lincoln, I think, other than in, like, Barnes & Noble. There hadn't been a freestanding one yet. And there were rumors that it was going to be, like, this two-story Starbucks, I remember. Yeah, I remember it. I just remember Starbucks. Huge. I don't remember there was the two-story There was part. a palpable buzz all over the city. It was huge. It was crazy. But, uh, yeah. But anyway, now it's going to be a Dollar Tree. Very similar. Um, <laughs> okay, so there you go. That's the news on 48th and O. Uh, in the same area, not far from 48th and O whatsoever, just over at 52nd and O, Robin. It sounds like something that you've reported in the past and I think is probably fairly well known right now, but it's actually going to get things started over there in the old Fresh Time building. Four blocks away. Yeah, finally. And this has been going on like literally for years. Um, Fresh International Market is open in the old Fresh Time space. So they um, are a national chain coming in to take over the... I liked Fresh Time. I used to drive across town and give it a... 
Yeah, you wonder if the pandemic hadn't happened, if that would have changed for yeah, them, because they closed down, it? like, I think October of 2020 is when they, so it's been almost three years yeah. that that thing has been open. Yeah, um, and the the Fresh Time people, it became generally known quite a long time ago, and, you know, we would get periodically Grow Lincoln fans, like, when yeah. is it open? We don't know, it's just slow. Yes. Yeah, there was always activity over there. Right. But it took forever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Fresh International Market, like you said, is a chain. They've really focused on college town and like mm-hmm. Big Ten right. type college now. I think they're expanding, though, to Austin. So they really well, look like they've got a specific sort of city type that they're looking for. They have and, a, a bit of a university there. Right. And it's a focus on some stuff, international products that you maybe aren't going to be able to get in a lot of different places. Yeah, this is going to be interesting for uh, a lot of people looking to your point for some kind of unique products that we don't generally see at uh, your average grocery store. Uh, Yeah, I'm um, like, uh, for instance, I'm on their website. First thing I pulled up. San Miguel, one of their products, San Miguel, best of the Philippines, ube queso, purple yam with cheese bits, ice cream. This is purple ice cream, <laughs> purple yeah. yam with cheese bits, ice cream. This is, uh, I, I would try it. I would, I would, ta- I would try it. It goes my breakfast. Would try. Oh. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Let's move on from that. And Robin's not going to try the purple ice cream. Sad. Uh, 39th and Yankee Hill Road. Right. Dave, there's been a lot of construction on the streets going on in that area. There, that much I can tell you. Well, you're right about that. Uh, although this is uh, in a building that's been there for a while. Uh, this is the strip center uh, connected kind of with Target. High Society Cheesecake is going in. They pulled oh. a building permit for oh, uh, thirty-eight, basically thirty-nine thousand dollars. So, uh, if you want a cheesecake, you know where to go now. It's interesting because they've got another location that's just directly north from that spot, not that far, right. on 40th and Old Cheney, Old Cheney roughly. Yeah. yeah, I tried to find out yesterday if. I I would assume that this is a relocation. I was not able to verify whether right. it's a second location. All right. Well, interesting. Okay, so we don't know. So that may explain that then. That's yes. interesting. But I went to a wedding recently and they had cheesecake that was brought in from uh, them instead of regular wedding wedding it's cake. A, you bring that awesome. to I I'll It was great. You, I was very excited. You bring that about to a party and it's a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right, news from Shields, Robin. What is uh, what's happening exactly well, it here? Looks like something going on with televisions. There, a um, hundred and forty-six thousand dollar building permit. <laughs> the building permit says removal of LED TV in the center atrium, minor demo of existing TV wall. So something going on. Yeah, this is something another one going of those. on at Shields. Yeah, this is another so, one that. That had a lot of different things going on, but the only thing that I thought people would care about was the TVs. Well, that's those TVs, it's like when you go up the escalator and they've got all those promotional videos up on the wall that you can look at, and then on the right. side of the wall when you're going up as well. 
my question is, do they need to get rid of those TVs? Do Are we going to have, are they just going to set them out front? It says like, removal. Are they going to set them out front like I do when I get something old out of my house? And, and see if anybody will pick it up? You need to go stop by and You know, yeah. by the way, I take that back. There's nothing we need to make that parking lot more difficult to navigate than it actually already is. Oh, my gosh. That right parking that. lot is a nightmare. Yeah, I don't know. What if, is the deal? Is it that people just don't use the garage? Because it, it is... A, it but is, it's... It is on Saturdays. It's oh my gosh, Sundays, and it's, it's not. Nuts. It's not just Shields. It's like I'll go to Trader Joe's Trader a Joe's. decent amount, and it is just. I don't know what it is. It's hard to find spots, but it also just feels and the, the uh, spots it just are makes tight. me feel tense. But that parking tight. lot makes me feel tense. Yeah, Very if the Shields does. people would go to the garage and why... There's, oh, if I go to Shields, I 100% go to the garage, yeah, and I would recommend you do the and same thing. people maybe don't know, you can cut through... I mean, you walk from the garage into the building. Uh, it's great. I'll never... Going to Shields, I will never park on that. I'm talking about when I'm going to Fresh Time or going to uh, one of the other places over there. What is they, the, what is Office Max that's over right. there or mm-hmm. one of those places, mm-hmm. so... Not Fresh Time. See, Trader I, Joe's. Why did I... I, I thought you meant Trader yeah, Joe's. Yeah, I did mean Trader Joe's. Here, the only bonus I have is we park at the end of the parking lot because my wife likes to get extra steps. So Not me. I'm with her. No interest it's... in that. <laughs> Once those extra steps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sans steps for, no uh, steps for, for Jack. <laughs> All right, we've got to keep moving, and i got to quit talking about parking lots. Uh, uh, Dave, uh, let's do some stuff in uh, North Lincoln. What do we have yeah. there? Uh, on uh, North 27th for the Center for People, uh, actually, Center for People in Need. I don't not, think I no, put they, the... They changed, oh, did they change it to they just changed people? Their name. So, oh, they, they rebranded? I didn't believe know that. So. so it's people who are not in need now. It's well, just Center for People. Lots All of people. people. Yes. I, I think they rebranded. Uh, they're adding a greenhouse, $130,000. And then, as you mentioned, while we're still kind of north, and this is uh, further west, out in the Fallbrook area, New Day Coffee and Smoothie is going in. Okay. So All right. that's at uh six forty three Fallbrook. Sweet. Yeah, they got 10, other they got other couple three locations in Link. They yes. got the one on Pioneers, they got the drive through over there by Edgewood, over there by Amigos and Genesis and fifty five hundred old Cheney. Yeah. There you go. There I almost said by the racket club. I almost gave you just like the oldest landmarks possible for that entire thing. Uh and then they got one I think out on North twenty seventh too, if I recall or in, in the in another at North Town. I could be wrong about that. Never mind. Uh anyway, beyond that, uh Metal Lane News. Robin, what do we have? Another wedding store closure. Oh. Wedding consign and design. So that was you know, to an extent a consignment shop for wedding items. That has closed permanently at Meadow Lane, and there is a space for lease there. Okay, now. well, I, I will still still say this though that that area is still just really it's just a whole lot more vital. Still, oh, it'll than, get leased. Uh, yeah, Somebody, that, that yeah. area is busy between yeah. Yeah. new re- the restaurants that are there. Honest Dave's. We talked about the new uh, the new restaurant uh, going there as well, and I can't remember what it is right now. But uh, also the Ace is that that's over there. Ace Hardware. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a and it's a busy place. 
That's uh, been still. a revitalized uh, center. Yep. A, lot, a lot of service. Yeah. They, they just cover the gamut over there. So. Uh, all right, Dave. Uh, and then we'll finish on this one. Red Sky Lane. Where is this, first of all? I, I was going to say most people aren't going to know I, where 9050 know. Red Sky Lane is. So I, I suspect you're like most people. It's basically 91st and O Street. There's a oh. new Casey's that's up. I, can't, that I saw that Casey's the other day. I was like, I have no idea this was out here. I'll right. buy Southeast Community College. Right? Correct. Yeah. I'll buy Southeast Community College. This will be uh, just uh, a little bit to the north and a little bit to the east of Casey's on the road that goes behind Casey's. That would be Red Sky okay. Lane. So, and what are they doing there? Ziggy's Coffee. Oh, a second one, right? Yeah. In town. Yeah. So okay. we had talked before that they had planned on having uh, a couple other locations. So for most people, uh, who may not be avid listeners of your show, which I, I can't believe there's anybody there's just, like that. There's no one like that, but they are, they've got a, they've got a location at 70th and uh, Pine Lake. All right, very good, uh, Robin. Real quick, tell us what we have coming up on the show on Saturday. We are off for football, but nothing. We, <laughs> so not a thing. We get a That's vacation right. week, but we do have some good podcasts. We think you sh- might want to tune into if you missed previous shows. Uh, we did an interview on August 26 with the Baxter on Google and how they chose to come to Lincoln. Okay. Uh, interviewed the Chamber of Commerce. That was really a good one. Um, there's a tax credit for North Lincoln businesses, August 12. Um, and then we just always have businesses opening, closing, and moving around in our last segment. All right. Check it all out at KLIN.com. And Robin, Dave, great to see you. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. 826 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. Think 1499.3 KLIN. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one on one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. Ah, yes, time to visit with Greg Sharp, voice of the Huskers. We'll be on the call Saturday. In Boulder, Colorado. Good morning, Greg. How you doing today? Jack, I'm great. I hope I get more than one touchdown call this week. Probably going to need more than one this week to get right. this one done. That I agree with you. Now, Caleb, I'm wondering if you could uh, inform Greg of the latest Denver Post article just so he knows what to expect in the crush of Colorado faithful that may be there. Uh, Greg, Caleb uh, has been looking at the Denver Post's uh, latest article uh, about the attendance at that game. What can you tell Greg? Yeah, Greg, the title of the column is Coach Prime 1, Nebraska 0. CU fans will outnumber Big Red Faithful at Buffs Huskers ticket site predicts. By the way, that ticket site is vividseats.com, and they told the Post this week that based on their algorithm – their fan forecast algorithm says 60% of the crowd at Folsom Field will be wearing gold on Saturday. You heard that right, Greg. That's not a wow. misprint. 60% probably, according to the algorithm, will be filled with black and gold. Good luck even even hearing yourself think in that place, Greg. Well, I would sure be standing up pounding my chest for that. That's <laughs> quite the accomplishment, so congratulations to them. Uh, wow. It is... I, 
I'm curious how you uh, uh, listen. You 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 say what you can. You say what you know. But I'm just curious how you've re- reacted just to all of the national, especially the national coverage of what Colorado uh, did. Which listen, admittedly, very impressive against DCU. They did what a lot of people didn't think they would do. It just feels like some people are really taking it to a new level of reaction to this whole thing. What, what's the term? A slobbering love affair? <laughs> I, I mean, that's. I mean, let's let's wipe the drool off the chins of these guys right now. And, and some of it's kind of covering their own butt, Jack. To be honest with you, because a lot of them were making fun of Dion and that it was going to fail, and now they've got they got to try to overcompensate by just you know praising him to the hill. It was a terrific performance by them last week. Um, can they sustain, can they keep that going? I I don't know. Um, you know, they were awful a year ago. He has transformed them. He brought some really talented guys with him, including his son. He's a terrific quarterback, but I agree. You know, it's one game and TC was certainly uh, reloading the chamber after their great run last year. Yeah, without a doubt. Let's get, let's get into Nebraska a little bit and then we can go back to the matchup with Colorado. Um, Greg, I, I mean, we haven't talked since Thursday night, and like, I don't even have an explanation at this point how it could happen again that it you go in to a game with five minutes left, and it feels like just everything has to possibly go wrong to lose the game, and lo and behold, it did. What do you even say when something like that happens again? Yeah, in fact, when Nebraska got the ball there with like 550 or what, over at, near midfield, and then got a first down, I kind of started to, to, well, I did start saying on the air, start to lay the groundwork for, man, this is going to be a tremendous oh, first game for Matt Rule, a right. great way to start the program. If they, you know, say, we yes. can hang on here. This is yep. going to be really, and then all of a sudden the grant fumble happens and it flips. And, and so it, it is devastating. And, and, you know, I know a lot of people are like, here we go again. But but this staff hasn't been a part of all those gut wrenchers. Right. We have sixty two new players on this football team. They've not been a part of those in the past. So for most of the guys who played and coached in the game, that was one of one. So I don't think it's going to be a whole a hangover effect for this program moving forward. I think it's. I mean, being around them this week, Jack, it's been laser focus around this team all week long, and, and I think they're kind of ticked off because they realize they left one on the field in Minneapolis last week. So I like where Nebraska is mentally going into this thing. I, I think they are up for this challenge in two days. Okay, let's let's kind of go. Um, maybe we'll start with some of the, the negatives first and then get to the positives since that'll be you know a little bit more fun to do it that way. But let's start with Jeff Sims and the picks. Obviously, three picks during a game is not going to ever cut it, uh, almost ever, for Nebraska. Um, were you I, – I know – I know he's had turnout, you know, some issues with interceptions in his career, but if you look at his numbers, like he had improved them. Last year he had, uh, I believe it was three total interceptions at Georgia Tech in like 177 attempts, and he equaled that in game one. So what do you, I mean, is this, is this who he is at this point, or should Nebraska fans have some level of faith that there was a little bit of an anomaly in this situation? Well, it's certainly part of his DNA. You can't get rid of that. You can't flush it all out. I do think you got to put trust that he's not going to make that mistake near the goal line that he did it before the first half ended. That that was just really, I mean, that that one's just inexcusable on his part. Mm-hmm. I think he would tell you be the first one to tell you that. Some of the other ones, I don't know. And now that I'm just starting to watch Jeff play more and more, I don't know how accurate he is going to be down the middle. And so if you kind of fish that out, 
if you're Marcus Satterfield, maybe you've got to try to avoid some of that, uh, some of that look moving down the field. Again, now Minnesota's really good defensive. This is a top. That's a top yeah. twenty defense year in and year yeah. out. So they kind of know how to do some of that. Where you don't see some of that defense in the ACC, which is where Jeff is going. Now we're not playing in the league this week, so mm-hmm. maybe that's a good thing. But yeah, he's got to clean that up. He knows it. I don't. I don't. I think. My, my hope is that that was the worst of it for Jeff for the year, and he will kind of lock it in from this point moving forward. He's still going to throw some interceptions. That's just part of the game, and you you need him. There was a quote, Jack, that, that Matt Rule, I think, had back in, in mid-August where he said, you know, you don't want to take away his aggressiveness mm-hmm. because if you do that, then all of a sudden you've neutered a guy a little yeah. bit. So you've got to try to roll with some of this stuff with Jeff. Yeah, and I mean, and look, these guys all saw when Matt Rule, when they said Rule and the staff said Sims is going to be our guy this year, when they had choices, they had all this film from the past, right? They they looked at it, they saw something that they that they liked in him, and that they saw saw potential in it, and so um, you know, I think we have some level of trust in them and their talent identification here at this point. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Another question for you on Sims is. How much, I guess I'll frame it this way, is how much do you think the the coaching staff is going to be comfortable with him using his legs? Because it's clear that the offense needs some big play weapons here at this point. And I think I was actually impressed with how he ran in that game. But every time you bring it up, everyone's like, eh, I don't know about him doing that. You know, talking about over-relying that or potentially injuring him for that. Well, how do you think the staff is going to look at that? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the real positive. He showed you the athletic ability and the ability to get big plays on the ground with his legs. I think you have to roll with that. I, I agree. know you open things up for injuries, but where Nebraska is, particularly with the lack of weapons on the outside of the wide receiver spot, I think you have to roll with the risk of Jeff maybe taking some more hits uh, by running the football. I think that's probably going to be a really good weapon for Nebraska's offense moving forward. I do think you're going to see a more determined team to put the ball into the running back's hands this week and try to pound at Colorado. I think Nebraska feels like they've got an advantage up front with their offensive line. And so I think you're going to see a lot more of Gabe Irvin uh, getting getting fed the ball in this game on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. And and you think of, you know, there's conversation, Greg, about the offense, and I think rightfully so, especially after IGC gets hurt and you know Betts leaves the team. There's a little bit of a dearth of proven playmakers, guys who are are going to be potential to you know break off big chunks and be big play guys for you. That to me, that means. I mean, you kind of look at this this offense, and I think that means you try and get your the ball in the hands, like you said, of Gabe Irvin more Sims running, you know, in spots when you've got to. And then I think of a guy like Ramir Johnson too, who didn't have a lot of touches, and Marcus Washington, who sat out the first half. If you don't have a ton of playmakers, I think those are the guys who are the closest to it. Hopefully, all of them, every name that just got mentioned, can be more a part of the offense this coming week. What a difference in the second half with Washington on the field. I mean, he, right. Jeff locked in on him a couple of times. And so I think that could end up being his favorite target moving forward. I like Billy Kemp a lot, but Jack, he's little. He's mm-hmm. he's hard to find sometimes. He gets lost because of his size out there. But they still have to try to get him the ball a handful of times in the games, which they failed to do last Thursday night. But, uh, you know, you look at this one on Saturday, the format is pretty pretty laid out for you. you got to kill clock run a football, move the sticks, shorten the number of possessions in the game. And to me, that means run the football a lot, maybe with some play action 
and taking some shots yeah. down the field and to a Washington or a camp. Um, let's look to the defensive side of the ball. The stats looked good uh, for the defense. You've got the one play where, you know, Hartzog wasn't quite where he needed to be, and the guy makes an incredible play, and then you got Colorado getting down the field before the field goal. You take, you know, obviously other than that, 90% of the game looked looked good for the defense, and especially when they needed. What did you think went particularly good? Why was the defense as good, good as it was overall on Saturday, or excuse me, on Thursday night? Yeah, incredibly active. We saw so many hats to the ball. I thought Nebraska looked fast on defense, got to where they needed to be in multiple guys, yeah. getting to locations. And then in the second half, they cranked up the pressure. I mean, you had three sacks all come in in the second half. And, and Matt Rule said this on Monday, before he was ejected, Ty Robinson was just dominant. He was occupying two blockers mm-hmm. in that game. And then when he went out, Nash did some, similar things, uh, occupying the middle part of that offensive line game. from Minnesota. Yeah. He had a very good game. So he got his first career sack. So did Blaze Gunnerson, and, and I, I just was excited with what I saw from that group up front. I don't know, I don't, I don't have a real handle yet on what Nebraska is going to try to do Saturday. Whether they're going to be heavy blitz or mix it, I don't know how heavy you can blitz Sanders because he gets rid of the ball so fast. Yeah, and you you open yourself up to some huge plays if you don't get there and he gets it off and they hit a seam route on you. But I thought the defense last Thursday was outstanding. 55 yards of rushing, give it up. And, and hey, I, I know Malcolm lost leverage on that touchdown pass, but the play before, Isaac had a chance to ice it with a pick and drop the football in the uh, end. And Gifford, by the way, I, I rewatched the entire game yesterday. Gifford had, Gifford had a really good game. He, did. he, he yes. dropped that one, but he had a really good game. The other thing I noticed, and I'm sure you did, calling the game is just how how much they were kind of mixing and matching some of that defensive line and the linebackers. Like, I didn't realize, uh, if you're watching the game, and I think he might be a big part of the game on Saturday, 33, Javin Wright, like, he was yep. he was in there a ton, and I didn't even notice it while I was I watching love that the you, game. You had to say the number because well, so many guys have changed numbers. Th- I, that's how I'm doing it now, Greg, is I'm saying numbers first for a bunch of these guys because I'm still not quite there. But, like, I really noticed him in in coverage, and, and you spoke to it exactly as – Colorado's bread and butter looks like it's going to be. They'll use the quick pass to set up other team, like other teams do with the run. And to me, that's the biggest thing. If Nebraska, TCU had those guys open and available to Shadur Sanders the entire day. Yeah. The question to me is, can Nebraska stop that unlike TCU did? And I'm curious what you think about that possibility for how this defense stacks up. Yeah, and the good thing is TCU runs a very similar style defense. So Tony yeah. White's had a chance to go, okay, they tried this, they tried this, they tried this. They didn't do this and this and this. So that's what we have to try to get done uh, in the game plan. And you're right on, they call him Buddha, Buddha right? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a special kid. He's so unique because he's long and tall yes. and rangy. And, and he can cover. And he can, he yeah, can as a linebacker, people. he can cover. Yeah. Yeah, so he can do a lot of different things. So, yeah, I, uh, Tony White, um, had a, we, we had him on Tuesday night on the football show on, on Sports Island here on KLIN. And, he, he, again, had kind of a quiet confidence about, we got a plan we think is going to be pretty good to throw at the Buffaloes. You know, uh, my old friend Lee Corso, a lot of times you'll, you'll see a betting line, and you go, that didn't quite look right. And around the country right now, they're all looking at Nebraska, Colorado, going, the betting line doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't look right, somebody knows something. This, yeah. I think, is going to be a heck of a game on Saturday. Yeah, I think, yeah, if I were had no dog in this hunt at all, and I watched how this thing was developing, uh, just on that that whole Las Vegas thing, to the extent people are interested in that, there would be some. I'd have some red flags going up with what's happening with this as a reaction. Um, 
I, I just want to ask about the secondary generally. I think you hit on the head all of the things that were happening. Getting to the ball, I thought hitting harder overall. It just felt like there were more hits, and maybe that's a function of practicing in pads. But give me your assessment, especially of some of the guys we haven't seen as much of in the secondary after that game uh, in Singleton and Omar and those guys. What was your – because they're going to be the ones who are really tested, I think, against Colorado. No, no question. And I thought they were both fantastic Singleton loves to hit, and he he laid the boom on a couple guys last Thursday night. And Omar Brown, terrific read on that play to get the INT. And, and this was a guy that, you know, Nebraska was pretty high a year ago when they got him to come out of northern Iowa to transfer over here. He kind of struggled, just couldn't quite get uh, up to speed a year ago. Sometimes it takes, a, you know, a little time to adjust. I think he's adjusted now. And you're right, they're the last line of defense, so they're going to mm-hmm. be big and trying to limit some of these monster plays that Colorado got a week ago against TCU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, man, Greg, it's just, you got to get them in like third and seven in this game yep. and not let them keep chunking off five, six-yard passes. Um, again, it's it's kind of like the run game. That seems like, and then get them to the point where you know they're going to have to pass it a little deeper and allow that pass rush to do what it does because I think their offensive line is, is is going to be liable to give up some sacks, but they they coach around it pretty well. That's the whole thing with this. Um, here I am just game planning the entire game. Uh, let, let me ask you this to finish off, though, Greg. It's, it's no question it's a big opportunity, and it's a bigger opportunity for Nebraska than we ever realized that it was going to be. Um, what is, I'm, I assume you think that as well. Like, what is to be gained here for Nebraska if they can come out and really perform well on this stage, which is going to be a huge stage, and get the win on Saturday? Oh, huge. Absolutely. The, the amount of eyeballs that are going to be on this game nationally is going to be astronomical. I think the highest-rated game last weekend was 9.7 or something. It was that LSU-Florida mm-hmm. State game. This one, I think, has a chance to get over 10 million viewers. If Nebraska can go out there and win, then you get the, that team on that plane going, all right, three, the next three are at home, five the next six are at home, and we should be 2-0. and oh. And deep down that team goes, we should be 2-0. and oh. And then you go, let's get this thing rolling a little bit here. So great opportunity to put on a, a show in front of that, all those big audiences around the country on Fox's big noon kickoff. And then the schedule flips in our favor for the next month and a half. Yeah, I know Michigan's in the mix of that whole thing, but the rest of it, it's very doable. So I think it's a great opportunity to go out there and get this thing done. I was just contemplating Caleb's news about the 40%. That actually means we played in a much more unbalanced crowd last Thursday and then than we're going to play Saturday because it was not 60-40 up there. I mean, there were some Oscar fans there, a good group, but it wasn't 60-40. So in some ways, the atmosphere we saw last week will be worse than what we're going to see on Saturday. Jeez, imagine the column Denver Post would have written if they got something like seventy percent of the fans. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been amazing. And and to cap off everything that you said, you know, it's great to beat to beat Iowa like Nebraska did last year. It'd be great to Wisconsin, but man, Greg, this one would feel better than a win has in boy a long time for this fan base. A long time. We're talking a decade, Greg. Yeah, and, and, you know, God bless the fans. They've been through so much over the last several years. As I mentioned, this team and this coaching staff haven't don't have the scars of those. We yeah. all do, though. We all do. Us do. Yes. And so, you know, you talk about something that's just due to flip, and you think about the last time we were in Boulder. It was a 17-up and a half-time lead. Couldn't hang on. The flea flicker got oh. us out there. 
So, you know, you talk about payback. There's a lot of payback. Yeah. And I have a feeling Dion even knows he's in for a fight. He was really tame at his press conference the other day. Said an awful lot of nice things about Matt Earl and what he expects out of the Huskers on Saturday. Want to remind people that if you do not like the TV announcers, and you may feel that way this week, the game is available on radio <laughs> <laughs> no, with Greg on the call here on the Husker Sports Network on KLIN, uh, the KLIN app if you want to do it that way. Greg, I just, I'm not going to say anything more than that, but I think everybody knows what I mean by that. Okay. <laughs> uh, have, a great, have a great call. Have safe travel, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. All right. Thanks, guys. There you go, Greg Sharp. Uh, he'll have, they'll have John Cook, by the way, on uh, Sports Nightly tonight for the volleyball show. 856, we'll take a break on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Hey, Caleb and I are going to be out delivering food for the Link One for the Heroes today. So LPD and LFR, we might be seeing you today yes. at some of those stations. And if you see the KLIN truck out there or uh, car out there around the city, that is what we're doing. Hey, real quick, what do we get for the Colorado score picks? Ryan H. Two? says 16. Ben says shutout. <laughs> Finally, someone listening to me on taking the extra. I actually wouldn't go that far, though. Anyway, uh, tomorrow, Friday Husker Tailgate, Mike Shaver, Kevin Suits, Caleb, me, Mark Vale, everybody. We'll see you then. It's 9 o'clock. KLIN Lincoln. From the Momo P.